Welcome to the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast. I'm your host, Claire Sieber, global career and leadership coach, facilitator, speaker, and founder of Eating Your Cake 2, a business focused on helping you take control of your career and leadership success. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to amplify your influence, accelerate your career growth, create a real presence and have a true impact by learning the tools and strategies that you need to show up with more courage, more confidence and more clarity. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hello, wonderful human and welcome to the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast. How are you? What is happening in your world? It feels like a lifetime since I've done a solo episode and oh my gosh, so much has been happening in my world. I don't even know where to begin. Once this episode is going live, it will be mid-December, so I'm hoping for a lot of you, you're starting to gear up for a wind down and hopefully you will be going into a little bit of a festive season break, whether it is a couple of days, a couple of weeks or anything in between, I hope you get the opportunity to step back, reflect and have some downtime. I am most definitely gearing up for that myself. It has been a huge year in every sense of the word and I am definitely keen to switch the laptop off, step back a little bit and enjoy the beautiful summer that we are enjoying here in Australia at the moment. Now, today's episode is going to be all about the good, the bad and the ugly of my year in 2023. I I enjoy doing my own self-reflections every at the end of every year um, and I tend to do them individually. I do them personally. I journal about them and I think about You know, did I show up in a way that I was proud of? What impact did I have on the people around me? What are the things that I'm the most proud of? What are the things that I did accomplish? What are the things that I didn't accomplish? And I decided that, well, I have written those notes this year. I decided that it could be worthy of a podcast episode to share some of those with you as well. Because even though... I know what I've been dealing with this year uh, may be different to you. I think that there are gems and takeaways and lessons that can be learned in there for all of us. And so hopefully some of what I share with you today resonates and it might inspire you to step back and think about what your year has looked like. How have you shown up and what are the things that you feel the most proud of? What are the good things, the great things as well as maybe some of the not-so-great things that have happened, some of the bad and some of the downright ugly things as well. We know that life is made up of a series of seasons, and if I've learned anything this year, it is that we've got to ride the wave on all of them. So that is what I want to talk to you about today. I'm going to start with talking to some of my highs, some of the things I'm super happy with from this year. Then I'm going to talk to some of the lows from the year, and then I've got to round it out by sharing with you some of the key lessons that I've learned this year as well. But before I get into that, I do just want to remind you, if you are in an organization at the moment and you are doing your 2024 planning for yourself, for your team, 
or for the leaders inside your organization, I would love to chat with you. We have got a fantastic corporate solutions pack that helps you ensure that your high potential and your emerging leaders stay inside in your organization. So, if you're interested in knowing how I can support individuals, the teams, or your company as a whole, jump into the show notes and there is a link there that walks you through my brand spanking new corporate solutions pack. All right, let's jump back into what I want to talk about today, which is my year back on 2023, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's start with the highs. Now, I have to say this year, um, my husband and I were fortunate enough to purchase a house in March this year and we moved into this house in our absolute dream suburb in Perth, Western Australia, which is where I live. We had been stalking this suburb for months. Like we would go to a cafe on a Saturday morning in this suburb grab our coffees and then just walk up and down and up and down the streets in this suburb, looking at all the different houses, looking at all the different streets and the areas that we would one day decide that we would get to live. And luckily enough for us, whether it was manifesting, whether it was good luck, circumstances, who knows, but an opportunity came up for us to actually purchase a property in this suburb earlier this year. And it was not without its challenges. Uh, it was a deceased estate and unfortunately the family could not agree on a lot of things. Um, so that really drew out the process quite um, quite a long time. But we ended up being successful in the property and we've now been in here for, gosh, eight months or so and we've been renovating it and making it our own. It needs a lot of work, don't get me wrong. We've definitely gone with the principle of the ugliest house or the best street. <laughs> And we are really channeling our 70s Italian vibes with this house, but I love it. It's my little piece of paradise and it's something this year that I feel really proud of. Uh, and it's something that came into our life this year that we didn't think would even be on the radar for us for another year at least, maybe even two years. So, while I'm going to talk a little bit later in the episode about our plans often don't go our way in probably more of a, of a negative stance. I think it's equally as important to acknowledge when plans, you know, plans don't go our way and sometimes in a really positive way. And this would be an example of where I feel like that has happened for us. So, definite high for me this year has been being able to buy a house and move into our dream suburb in our dream space. I've got a veggie patch in my back garden. I've got olive trees. I've got a pizza oven. I've got space to actually enjoy and to, you know, sit on my grass and look up at the trees. And I just, I'm so insanely grateful for that. So, that is a definite high. Um, the other high that I have been reflecting on is another, another company that I co-founded called the Future Female Leaders Company uh, or Future Female Leaders Program. Um, it's a company I've co-founded a few years ago and we support um, young female leaders, year 11 students from all over WA and we give them the opportunity to be connected with industry, be mentored by women in leadership, um, learn future-proof skills around 
resilience and emotional intelligence and self-awareness and problem solving and all things that we know are critical for their success for the future. We give them the opportunity to do that now. And this program, this company started as just a tiny little pilot a couple of years ago. And this year, it saw us hosting a gala event with over 250 people in the room, all in the name of supporting gender equity and taking practical steps to close the leadership gap. And that is definitely something that I just feel like is such a high this year. And is a perfect example of the highs and the lows of business, the fun times, the not so fun times and the tough times. And and I look back at um, the year that was of that program and I really feel proud of what we've been able to achieve with that. So, that definitely sits in my Buys for the year section. Um, I've also got here, and and this this one is probably, if I'm honest, it probably sits as a high and a low. But I've written one of the highs this year has been around creating space needed to focus on what matters. That is something that, as I reflect upon it, it actually is a high for me. It sits in my highest category, even though. It was something that had been forced upon me in a lot of ways um, due to some of the challenges that I've mentioned before around health and fertility and and um, some some family challenges that we're having at the moment, all of which have had forced me to create space for things that mattered. And I that is something that I now see as being a blessing in disguise because I've had a sniff <laughs> of what it's been like to actually have space in your day and your week and your life. And it's been such an important reminder to me that, well, I love my work. I am not my work. And there is so much to me and my life and what's important and just that. And when you're a high achiever and you're a motivated person who's always looking at what's next, what's next, and I do think that that is a strength, the shadow to that Sometimes you just never allow yourself to stop. You never allow yourself to slow down and breathe because you're always thinking about what's the next thing that I should be doing. And while it's unfortunate in some ways that the reason I slowed down was because it was taken out of my hands, it has reminded me and I, and I really believe that I'll maintain discipline with this now because I've enjoyed it so much around having space in my life and holding a boundary and how important it is to prioritize the other parts of your life as well. Now, do not get me wrong. I am still nowhere near perfect with this, but I've been able to see the proof in my own pudding this year as I've been more had to be more disciplined in the way that I support myself and the way that I've had to structure my business to support me as well. So, for that reason, I am putting the creating of space needed to focus on what matters as they sorry. And then the fourth, I mean, I've got the highs list is long and the lows list is also long. So I'm just, I'm kind of picking out a few things to share with you. I'm not going through every single dot point. But the fourth um, high that I have for this year that I want to share is that, and, and you will have seen it in my socials and hopefully you've been to my new brand new website that's been updated with new logos and fonts and colors and pages and all of the things. But I'm so proud 
So I have hit a five-year milestone in my business. It started as a little side hustle and I was calling it a hobby for like the first year, face palm. But oh, we've hit the five-year milestone and that has meant a little bit of an evolution um, in the business and the way that I run it and the kinds of offerings that I have. And I just feel really proud and this is a definite high for me because it started, it literally just started as a project that was me saying, I hate my logo, I want a new logo. And that piece of work ended up turning into an entire brand refresh, um, you know, absolutely new logos, but new branding, a new branding Bible. And even um, I even ended up basically stepping back entirely from looking at the structure of my business, the offerings of my business and making the decision to make a more deliberate differentiation between the Claire Sieber offering, which is largely to corporate, um, like corporate solutions in terms of leadership programs and career development and splitting the Claire Sieber component for organisations from an ED or Cake 2 component, which is geared to beautiful humans just like you who are listening right now, who are motivated individuals that want to set themselves up for success. And I'm just so excited about it because it's meant that I have literally kind of rebuilt my corporate offering from the ground up with a real solution-focused approach with clear offerings, the exact problems that we tackle, how we tackle them and who I want to work with, as well as now being able to double down on the Eating Your Cake 2 brand for what it really is, which is more than just baked goods, as you well know. (laughs) But Eating Your Cake 2 is about working out what lights you up, what do you care about, what are you passionate about, what is your definition of success, and then being fearless and relentless in your pursuit of that. And so, I'm excited to be able to double down on the Eating Your Cake 2 brand now because we've got the corporate brand and the individual brand, which means I no longer am trying to be all the things to all the people all the time. We've got a clear differentiation between the two, and that is something I'm super proud of. Um, so, that's definitely sitting in the highs of this year. So, oh, well, there are heaps of other highs as well. I've had some beautiful little getaways this year. had a beautiful trip with my hubby. Um, in April, we went and stayed in this really cool treehouse um, resort in Thailand, We've done some super cool things. Those are the four um, that I wanted to share with you as part of the podcast. Now, if we have a look at the lows, I there's only, I guess, so much detail that I'm going to go into with, with some of these, um, some of them because I'm just not ready to go into the detail about it at this point in my life yet. I will someday, but for some of them, I'm just not quite ready to do that. Um, and others because, you know, you probably don't want a total overshare and you probably don't want to sit here listen to me go on about all the negative things for hours. But I think that it is important that we talk about the low times because, as you know, you sit on social media and we scroll everybody's highlight reel and we think, oh, their life is so fabulous, all these cool things are happening, yet what we don't see is all the behind-the-scenes sucky stuff that happens too and we don't talk about it enough. And I think that if – 
we're going to be able to build really real human relationships, we need to be able to celebrate the good and talk about that. Hi there, and thanks for letting me interrupt this podcast episode. I just wanted to remind you that a new year means a whole new opportunity to set yourself up for success in your career and leadership. If you've been on the fence about our Transform Your Career program, now is the time to get on board because for the month of January and Feb, we are offering a free one-on-one coaching session with me when you purchase our base program. So don't delay. Now, let's get back to the episode. So some of the lows that I've had this year, um, for me, the biggest piece has been some of the personal challenges that I've had to navigate this year. Um, We've had some fairly challenging family circumstances um, that um, health-related things that we're we're working through at the moment. Uh, My dad is a fighter and he's the strongest man that I know on the planet and he is um, pushing through the hand that he has been dealt at the moment. Um, But that has meant that it's been a pretty emotionally challenging time for us these last six months to be able to be there and be supportive and resilient and keep showing up. Um, and I have found that particularly hard because in addition to his challenges, I've also been navigating my own personal health challenges, um, as I've shared a little bit before in the in the fertility space. And, you know, that's where I said earlier around sometimes our plans and our goal lists and our vision boards or well they are so great to have and they keep us motivated sometimes the plans just don't go the way you think that they will and sometimes we end up with something better sometimes we end up with something that might not feel better at the moment it actually feels really sucky in the moment but I'm sure down the track we'll look back and we'll have some better understanding about why it is the way it is so Personal challenges this year, um, some of the toughest that I've ever dealt with actually in my whole life have all hit in the same six-month window. And so, you may see on socials some positives and the highlights and don't get me wrong, they've been there too, but so have a lot of sucky times, a lot of tears, a lot of pain um, and a real grit <laughs> and perseverance to be able to keep getting up um, and showing up. And I've had to do some things this year that have required me to pull so deeply on those strength muscles. Um, you know, one thing that comes to mind in particular, I got up and ran a workshop in front of a group of people that less than 24 hours after being hit um, with the single worst blow of news that I've I've ever had and got up the next day and had to jazz hand. And that was a choice. I, I chose to do that. You might be sitting there thinking, well, why did she do it? I chose to do that. And um and I still think that it was the right decision because it kept me it kept me upright and it kept me moving forward and it kept me um from sitting and, and blubbering um all day, which I didn't want to do. I had done enough of that and I was ready to to move forward. Um, but my point is that be kind, be kind to people because you have no idea what people are navigating behind the scenes. You see what you see and that's it. So just be kind, be there, give your heart, give your ear if they want it and just be supportive of them. And I really believe that the world would be such a better place 
if we were able to do that more. So that is um, probably my biggest low, but that had, has then had a flow-on effect to some of the other um, lows that I would touch on this year. So my business has taken a hit in some ways, um, some of which have turned out to be to be really good, as I touched on before, because they forced me to reevaluate around what's important and how do you want to show up and how do you structure your business around your life. Certainly, um, in those initial stages, it felt like my business had taken quite a hit and my confidence took a hit. You know, the domino effect of it's like when, when the universe decides to open its rain cloud on you, it just seems to open a whole bunch of other rain clouds all at the same time. And so my business took a hit in terms of um, having to decline some projects, having to cancel some work, other projects then naturally coming to an end, um, you know, getting a few no's and some rejections out there as well or just not responsive, you know, non-responsiveness from certain clients that I'd worked with in the past, all hitting you at the same time. So when you're already feeling low and insecure, it's like the compounding effect of things that otherwise you might not have ever even noticed or not have even bothered you because you're already down, you're already in a funk, you feel like everything on top of that is just designed to try to make you crack. But I feel I've come out the other side of that low now and um, we're better off for it. As I said earlier, we've restructured, we've got clarity, we've got gusto again, and we will be relentless in our pursuit going into 2024 on the kinds of people and the kinds of organisations and the kinds of leaders we want to work with. That's been a low. And relationships um, I've got on here as well. Relationships have taken a hit this year. Um, in some ways, um, because of the situation that I've been in, I feel like I haven't been able to be um, as good of a friend in some situations um, where I have been in the past because I've just been so clouded in my own situation that I probably haven't had the emotional capacity to be there for other people in the ways of which I usually would. And I think that this is important to acknowledge because we all go through seasons of life where perhaps we can't be the, you know, 110% version of the person that we are, and that's okay. Just as much as when I've been on the receiving end of friendships before where they're not able to show up in their best capacity because they're navigating some tough shit, it's equally as okay when we find ourselves in the same position. That's been a low to me because relationships are things that I value so much. Um, they're a core value of mine. And sort of had those moments where I feel like I've not been able to be there. People I love um, in the way I'd like to be. It's definitely been a bit of a reflection and I've put that on there as a low point. And then I've put here as well, like mental and emotional state um, have taken a hit as well, more so this year than ever before. And I think one of the biggest learnings that I've had this year, which I will talk to, is around getting support. Like you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to be able to just keep pulling yourself up time and time again on your own. Get the right kind of support that can help you. And sometimes the right support actually isn't places where it maybe has been in the past. It might not be the person you've gone to before. They might not be the right person for you with that situation, but get support that you need and for me this year um mental and emotional 
date has been a real a real challenge and I've found it even more challenging because I, I pride myself on being somebody who's largely glass half full, I'm enthusiastic, like I'm all in or I'm all out on pretty much everything in my life and I found and I pride myself on bringing the fun and when you're in tough times and news, you start to realise all of these things that you identified um, with and that formed part of your what you feel is your identity. And when you can't be those things, it brings up even more stuff and more gunk and more insecurity for you to have to navigate through. And so I share this because if any one person resonates with this, I hope that you know that you're not alone and your circumstances and the tough seasons that you navigate and that you will navigate. They're not you. They are just a part of your story. And so I think for me, those would be the main lows that I would talk to this year. Um, and just a reminder that, you know, you might take a hit in one part of your life, as I've shared with you, and that impacts so many other areas areas of your life as well. So this crap that we push sometimes in corporate land around, you know, your work self and your home self, like bullshit, absolute bullshit. Because when you are navigating the toughest of times, you don't just take off that hat and forget about it when you set foot in the office. You do your best to, yeah, you do your best to show up. We're still human beings at the end of the day. And so the more empathy we can drive for each other, the more compassion, greater kindness. I just really believe that the human race will be better and organizations will be better for it as well. Let me talk now about the lessons that I've learned this year. So, this is the last part. I've shared the highs, I've shared the lows, and now I want to share some of the biggest lessons that I've learned this year with you. The first, and I've touched on this a little bit, is around making sure that you get the right team support at the right time. And I think that this is critical for for teams, for organizations, for small businesses for personal situations, everything in life. Like get the right team around you and the right support at the right times because I have definitely learned some serious business lessons this year around the flow-on effect of not having the right support. And I made some errors this year um, in some of the support structures that I had thinking that by outsourcing certain things, I was going to make my life easier. But I learned from that that not having the right support is worse than having no support. So be really clear around the kinds of support that you need in your life, in your team, in your organization, in your business, and then be relentless in making sure that you find the right support. So what is the support? What does it look like? What does success look like with that support? And then be ruthless in making sure that you find the right support because I've learned some lessons this year around what happens when you don't. And the second lesson that I've learned this year, which sort of piggybacks off the last, is also around surrounding yourself with the right people for the different areas of your life and what you need in your life. This will change and it will evolve as you change and evolve. And that isn't to say that, people you've had in your life all your life or for a really long time in your life that you no longer need them. You need them. You love them. You need them desperately. But your needs might also grow and change and you might need more targeted support in certain areas. 
And I've learned that lesson definitely this year. And I'm so excited to be rounding out the year, having got that targeted support and those cheerleaders back in my corner. I've got a few um, kind of business besties that I've really started leaning more on as the years progressed and they've been leaning on me and just the fruits from that support flow into then all other areas of your life as well. So the lesson is around surrounding yourself with the right people for the various areas of your life and knowing that that'll change and evolve and that's okay. There is nothing wrong with that at all. The next lesson that I want to share, and this is one that's really important to me as a human as well, is around staying soft in the world even when it feels like it's trying to make you hard. And you might remember I did a um, I did an Insta story a little while ago saying exactly that. It was after a particularly bad week and I just stepped back and I just thought, why? Like it just feels like every avenue of life sometimes is trying to push us to be hard, to be like just get the human elements of connection and empathy and compassion and love and kindness and all the things that make us human because we forget about why those things are so important and we just focus so much on the shit that doesn't matter and that can make us hard over time. And so the lesson for me this year has been to intentionally and deliberately make sure that I step back and check in with myself regularly and make sure that I stay soft in the world even when it is trying to make me hard. And, and I'm really proud of that. Um, you know, some of you might have seen quotes before from Jacinda Ardern in particular, where she talks about, um, you know, she's had feedback as a leader that being soft isn't going to get her anywhere. And she used that now as a superpower because being soft means kindness, it means compassion, it means heart. And that is actually what drives change in the world, not just the relentless pursuit of a bottom line. So that is a lesson for me and hopefully one that resonates with you as well. And then the last lesson that I've had this year as well, which I think will resonate with a few people, is be ruthless with what your brain consumes. And I think that this is just so, 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 so important with everything that is happening in the world right now. So be ruthless with what your brain consumes. And what I don't mean by this for the record is that we ignore what's happening. The fact that that's even an option for us here, particularly in Australia or, or other people listening, the fact that you're even listening to this podcast right now means you're in a safe space. And so when I talk about being ruthless with what your brain consumes, I don't mean switching off from the world. I don't mean not knowing what's happening in the world because that is a privilege. The privilege to avoid and ignore is a privilege and it is not one that we should be tapping into. We should be acutely aware of what is happening and educate ourselves with what we can do to support and help. What I mean when I talk about being ruthless with what your brain consumes is that your brain believes whatever you tell it. So make sure, particularly when you're navigating really shitty times, you surround yourself with resources and support structures and social media that is actually helpful, that is actually constructive, and that is actually going to make you feel better about yourself and not worse about yourself because sometimes we get so in the spiral 
of just scrolling content that we don't even realize the negative impact that it's actually having on us. So that's been one of my lessons this year is around being ruthless in what you consume and making sure that you are consuming things that are constructive and designed to help you and support you to grow, not to hold you back and make you feel shitter about yourself. All it takes is a lovely little unfollow button. Anytime something isn't making you feel good about yourself. Again, don't unfollow events of the world. We need to know what's happening. But do unfollow people on social media who are spitting shit at you that is unkind, unhelpful, or isn't aligned with your value set. You don't need to argue with them. You can simply unfollow and continue to move forward aligned with your own values. So that is the last lesson that I want to share. And then I want to leave you with two thoughts that I have. And this is kind of what I'm taking into the end of the year. And the first is don't be scared of failure or be terrified of regret. Say it again. Don't be scared of failure, but be terrified of regret. And secondly, even through adversity, you still have to show up for yourself and for your life. Those are the two the pieces for me that I'm taking into the remainder of this year, but also going into next year. So there you have it, my friends. Today, I have just gone bleh all over the podcast to you and I've shared with you a little bit about my highs, my lows, my lessons and what I'm leaving this year reflecting on and what I'm taking into next year. I'd love to hear from you if there's anything in particular that I've shared today that's really resonated with you or maybe you're navigating similar circumstances, please know you're not alone. And if you want to talk to somebody, I am here for you. But I hope that you found this helpful. I hope you've enjoyed it. I cannot wait to continue to show up in your ears next year in 2024 as I continue to bring world-class experts into your ears and continue to talk about awesome topics to do with career development, leadership development, and how you can continue to show up for yourself, for your business, for your life, and be in the driver's seat of your career and leadership success. That is it for me today. Keep smiling, stay fabulous, and I look forward to seeing you again in 2024.